Okay. Hi. Hi. Hello. Recording. We are recording. (laughs) (laughs) 11 episodes. Still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Technology should just do it right the first time and not... It should just work. I just... I truly believe that now. I believe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Um, Wait, so did our whole conversation not record? Do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. Because it's like, should we record 40 minutes now or 15? (laughs) (laughs) and then just like clip it together who knows why don't we make it 30 let's make it 30 let's make it 30 that sounds great hello everyone and welcome to a close distance podcast (laughs) (laughs) we can't get enough Uh, of this it's really funny okay public (laughs) apology uh sorry for being interrupting like constantly interrupting you i just have to say that on a recorded version of this podcast (laughs) My uh, my socializing is 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 shot, and see, I can summarize now that I've practiced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. I'm going to Vancouver. It's surreal. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to go into the details of pretty much anything. <laughs> the world is crazy. We're trying our best. The weather yeah. is beautiful. People are happier generally in Montreal, um, where I live. <laughs> there's puppies. There's gardens. Yeah. There's trees. Everything's blooming. Everything. Blooming. Oh, the squirrel! Just squirrel in my garden. Yesterday, I had a huge wasp in my apartment. It's about the third or fourth one that I've had. Because I usually, if it's hot, obviously, I have my air conditioning on. So I shut my windows. But then at night, I open them. Mm -hmm. But they just, that I, there's got to be something somewhere. Because they are gigantic, like, mud wasps. Mud wasps? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. It's... (laughs) <laughs> when I when I looked it up, that's what they looked like. But they're like the huge ones with the giant chompers that like eat that like make the paper, the paper. Uh, oh, nests. like the combs, honeycomb kind of. But like honestly, these wasps are of two thirds the size of my pinky finger. Like they're just huge, but they're cute when you catch them. And I have a new phone, and I can zoom in and look at his face. It's great. <laughs> um my ex would say whenever we'd see a moth in the house like i would get all upset because where are they coming from and oh my god my clothes and ew and he'd be like they're our friends we have a new friend (laughs) um that's how i i mean when i when i catch them i i talk to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i say hello don't come back if i release you that reminds me of a podcast did you hear the podcast um Oh, here we go. Can't remember it. Um, it's about the prison. It's about the prison. The prisoners make the, the podcast in their media uh, department. It's so oh. cool. Have you not heard this podcast? Oh, my no. God. I need to send this to you. It's amazing. So a visual artist was volunteering at San Quentin 
secure maximum security prison in California um, for many years. And she decided to um, ask around if anyone would be interested in starting a podcast in the prison. And so there was uh, several that were interested. So, like one of them was the main host with her. And then there were also uh, inmates that were making music for the podcast. It's amazing. Like it's really, really, really good. It's really, really good. Like they talk about what goes on, um, yeah. how, how they got in, uh, different themes <clears throat> like sex in prison, like the family visits, um, the absurdity of the crimes that they got in for, right? And these lengthy sentences, oh, totally. Um, and and like marathons that are run in the prisons, like they have these competitions, marathons. Like who knew? Um, learning and like music and so many interesting things and it's just really it's really so an awesome wait, project in the, from the states yeah what state california in, okay yeah and it's just really really well like it's really heartwarming to hear the host and the artist uh work together like they mm-hmm. clearly have a very close relationship and it's really sweet it's really really ni- it's really nice and they come from different worlds but they just have a lot of respect for each other and have a lot of fun doing the podcast. And it's just, it's very well done. Like it's not, um, it's not hard to listen to at all. It's really captivating and the music's amazing. Anyways, all that to say, one of the episodes that that reminds me of is one of the inmates talks about uh, how, how he just loves animals. And so in his cell, he would, he would covet, uh, whenever an insect came into a cell um, or a mouse or yeah. a cockroach or a little like all these little animals that he would keep and he would like feed them and oh god it was beautiful okay Just well I'm definitely going to listen <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're we're all in our own little prisons in a way right now so we can relate yeah like, I've, I've never liked the squirrel more. Like, I usually hate that squirrel that comes to my garden. But now I'm like, oh, wildlife. Hmm. Oh, I can relate to that. No. Yes, I can relate to that feeling. <laughs> and even though he ate my one ripe strawberry, I oh. wasn't that mad. I wasn't that mad. I know. Normally, wasps would make me... I mean, I mean, I didn't enjoy his presence in my house. But, yeah. <laughs> After capturing them and like sort of looking at him, like cleaning his little antennas and oh yeah, yeah, it's really cute because my phone can zoom in that much and it looks gigantic. I'll send you the video. <laughs> I want to see that. Um, do you know that I had my first very very like morbid black mirror thought when it, that that had to do with a bee? I was sitting outside my in my my little balcony there in the garden and a bee came this big bee it was really beautiful and the first thought when i saw that bee was it was a drone i was like (laughs) (laughs) i'm so i I was like what is wrong with me because at the black lives matter protest there was a big drone that was hanging over our heads um and it was terrifying it was like it makes such a crazy noise. It's so loud. 
It's funny, um, I saw that drone, but I didn't, I didn't, I think, I thought it was, like, somebody in the crowd, not... Oh, God, no, it's still police surveillance. And then there was a helicopter hovering, like, the bigger drone. That and I And then there yeah. are all these, pe- all these pol- like, police, like, looking down with their freaking telescopes and guns and stuff. It's just, mm. it was, <laughs> anyway, I was like, is nothing sacred? A bee can't just be a bee. Oh, yeah i mean i saw a black mirror ad on a bus stop like in a photograph that said that was just the whole side of the bus stop was just a mirror and it just said trailer for the next season <gasps> <laughs> you're living in it <laughs> brilliant yeah it was pretty funny i was That's like oh yeah I mean, that makes sense i i have to admit that I also felt that way when the wasp was in my house. <laughs> because I just like I go to bed and I'm just thinking like he's going to crawl in my ear while I'm sleeping and like he was in my he was in my kitchen for a while before I noticed him. I was just like doing my thing and then I heard a buzz and I was like no. <laughs> and then it was a buzz it was him. Yeah. I don't, oh, I just don't like things that sting. I think I have a bit of a, I also have sort of an unknown reaction because Mm. I've been stung, I've been stung three times and once I had two on my leg Mm. on like the inner thigh and the outer thigh and Mm. I had a fever and I had, um, the swelling was pretty intense. Like I Mm. couldn't put on pants. Mm. Oh, wow. So it was the kind of thing that was, and the fever kind of concerned me because apparently you get, like, when you get stung, you can, it gets worse every time, maybe? Anyway, mm. I don't really understand it. I just try to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. All right, that's, that's fair. Unless they're in my kitchen <laughs> while I'm cooking. <laughs> so tell me about this new camera on your phone. Is it, is it worth getting the 11? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. It's way better than my other ones and it is for the camera for me like I can't afford the other I can't afford the pro 11 or whatever the hell the other ones are but this one was in the range of being to pay it off for two years and yeah it's got the double camera and the night the night shift the night mode is amazing what does that mean it just can pick up and it like has oh, a long exposure. Oh, I see. I you see can do a mean. long exposure photo. I can oh, actually cool. take pictures of the stars, which is. Oh. And all yes. I can think about is going to New Brunswick and like taking pictures in the beach at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very helpful, and I yeah I started my I started doing the little animation courses on Skillshare. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! How's that going? It's good. It's just slow. It's uh, it's gonna take a while, but it's good. That's okay. Yeah. Animation is slow. Yeah, and the learning is gonna be. It's it's hard to. I it's it's one thing I'm I'm that I want to do it because it's motivating. Um, because I find it still very hard to be motivated right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing. Learning new things. And forcing mm, yourself mm. to like to do it. <sighs> mm. yeah. yeah. So I don't remember. So the woman I was speaking about prior that I don't think was in our recording, perhaps. Mm-hmm. 
Her name was Amy Stevens. It was her case that went to the Supreme Court about getting fired for being transgender mm. and coming out to her employers and they fired, they fired her for it. So mm. mm-hmm. incredible that it reached the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and incredible that it won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And uh, things was... are changing. Things are changing. Exactly. In the world right now. And conservative hearts are changing too. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I think that we are going to see a shift because of Trump. I mean, we are seeing it, but I just can't believe one of his appointed Supreme Court controversial, mm, like mm, other controversial mm. white man. Mm-hmm. And here he is. And he's the one who wrote the, oh, what is the word? I was watching Laverne Cox this morning talk about it. Mm. And she was mentioned, like also just in shock that it was Neil who wrote the, the, uh, it's not the right word, the agreement, <laughs> like the, 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 Result. He did. He wrote it. He wrote why they voted that way. Hmm. So, or anyway, it's just like the justification or the whatever it is at the end where they final the final thing, the final legal thing. That's that's fine. That's good (laughs) enough for me. Yeah, the final legal thing. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about, and I cannot find the right words. But it's I get uh, it. I get it. It's a big. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yay. Yeah, it's really good. It's hopeful. So we have a global pandemic. (laughs) We have a Black Lives Matter. And I would say like an Indigenous Lives Matter movement happening in Canada. We have trans rights. We have uh, statues around the world being taken down of these colonial bastards. Um, I mean, what's next? It's crazy. Like it's it's wild. It's it's wild to be alive right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that like the Black Lives Matter protests were uh, rippling ac- around the world, like that's so exciting to me. Like the internet oh, yeah. is just facilitating the sharing of knowledge and of information and this sharing of rage and like frustration and and desire for change like that's so exciting yep and there was a even yesterday or i don't know when it was in the past week there's an image on the internet of this black man a protester carrying out a white counter protester out of a crowd because he was injured and when he was interviewed afterwards because he carried this white supremacist to the police is on his back basically because the guy's leg was injured And while he was walking through this crowd, it was a huge crowd, other protesters were trying to assault the the white guy because he was a white supremacist in the middle of a crowd of people. And the guy carrying him was like, I'm doing this to avoid like an absolute disaster where Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. these counter protesters will be able to justify like if this man gets very, very injured. Mm-hmm. by black lives matter protesters then it's going to it's just going to shift the movement in the wrong direction and that was his thought and so he just picked him up mm-hmm. this huge man <laughs> it's an incredible image wow. and it is really really telling of what this is about it's it's not about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this guy wasn't helping him to you know 
he just was helping him to safety because Mm -hmm. it's the violence is not at all what this is about yeah right that's beautiful it was incredible and in his interview and he's like this guy who looks like he definitely works out at a gym a lot so of course he could carry the guy but but it's so like it was such a beautiful interview of him. Wow. he just like looks like this really strong beautiful black man and he just has this really gentle way of explaining why he did that you know wow it's really nice this is like you see something like that and you're like this is exactly what we're trying to do this is the message that it's like this is what this is for. We aren't here to hurt each other and neither should like everyone needs to wake up. Everyone deserves rights and not to be brutalized. Like dude, so there's this um there's a woman that I'm following on Instagram who's leading a workshop on how to be an anti-racist. Mm-hmm. And the homework before the workshop is to listen to the entire seeing white podcast. Seeing white, seeing white. Seeing white. Okay. And I cannot recommend it enough. It is so good. And it's about 14 parts. Like it's, but each part is about 30 episodes, 30 minutes and really, really, really well done. Well researched and, um, unpacking what it means to be white like when we talk about race and race relations it's usually Mm -hmm. not about whiteness it's usually about other races or how they're getting along or Mm -hmm. how they're not getting along and the tensions but this is turning the camera and the lens back on the microphone back on at what it actually means to be white and the construction of that and uh, it's really interesting and how racism and like the superiority of whiteness over every other race basically was, is a construction, which they, which they unpack. Like, when did that start? How did it start with who? Like you can actually pin it to like one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also pin it to anthropology and mm-hmm. just some really interesting, like deep level learning about this construction. It's really, really good. Um, I'm definitely going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. You're going to love <laughs> uh, it. I don't know if you listened to the podcast that I sent you, just that one episode with, um, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, Resma Menachem. Oh, yeah, I got to start that. With On Being, but it's, it, it also talks about what you just said mm. and, and going back to the history of, uh, of even just like the English colonizing other white people and then to the point where like way back in the day that white people were oppressing other white people in order to gain power. And then going back to those people that they had oppressed and being like, okay, now you're the superior race, by the way. Mm-hmm. And like, just the, just the, um, anyway, this on being uh, episode really dives deep into it and just how, and, and it talks about like the, generational trauma and how we're only learning now how that exists and it goes through bloodlines and that you can experience Mm -hmm. trauma as a person who had ancestors who experienced trauma and if it Mm -hmm. it just continues and it's there's there's science behind it now that proves it and so it just it's a it's such a beautiful conversation about what 
you just mentioned. It's like, it's another, like another branch of like having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, anyway, the episode's called notice the rage, notice the silence on, on being. And it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. put all these, we can also put these yeah, links in our we little, yeah, in the our little blurb, blurb because we, we need a name. Don't we for this episode? We do. What's the name? <laughs> oh God, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll think of it well, after. What, uh, yeah, I mean, things we've been th- things we've been learning. It's like, you know, we can list the the resources that we've been yeah definitely. learning from this week. Um, one of the really cool, I, it, it's just so wild to hear. Like in the Seeing White podcast, it's so thorough. There's so many different scholars that are featured and have such incredible knowledge on these these topics it's amazing amazing um, and i love how podcasts do that they, they like when, the, when they're really well done in research like there's just so much work that's been done and you can just listen to it and learn from it all like it's wild to me um but there's this one woman who is saying and i know i've heard this before but it's it's worth repeating that human beings vary genetically this like the smallest amount out of any other animal species in the, in the, on the, on this planet. Like we are 99.9% the same in our genetic makeup. Mm. And she was saying like, and that, that's what I, that reminds me of the man that carried the other man through the crowd. Like we are all the same, basically. Yes. She was saying, she was saying there's more genetic variation in a group of penguins than there is in a group of humans. <laughs> and we we just don't get it. Like we've Incredible. been brainwashed to think that we're all so different. Oh but yeah, we're actually not. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually well, not. that's also that's why also like uh, in that. I mean, I'm obviously coming from wherever I'm taking my learning from right now. Um, but just to talk about culture and how this we have this shared culture of being human as well, not just our individual cultures that are associated with ancestry or race or anything or I guess race not race but anyway it's it there's just so many more complexities that that when you boil down all of these complexities come come down to this this oneness that we can all relate to that we really need to start finding this common ground Mm -hmm. amongst each other well and and like unpacking it all as all related to power this is totally. all about power this is all a construction so that one group can dominate another totally. and once you start understanding what we've learned is actually not true at all and it's all just this bullshit string of lies to keep people oppressed yeah um we can start being more um yeah diligent about unpacking our own learning and our own existence Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing to, to think about the possibility of us all being more, I don't know, all, all, all more sympathetic and compassionate towards each other. Oh my God. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. It's even, even conversations between white people of just, even when I converse with my mom about it and, you know, she'll try to remind me to approach things with non-judgment and Mm -hmm. this is something that she really really pushes and strives for in her daily life and it's I think it's probably one of the most hardest thing to do she's got a daughter and a husband who are pretty headstrong (laughs) 
Mm. And she's constantly trying to, to put this in, into our heads. And so she's open to having these conversations. And I feel like I've had a lot more conversations this week with people mm-hmm. to try to, you know, talk about our own white supremacy and racism that is just mm-hmm. embedded in the systems that we benefit from. And mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, we benefit from. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, defining those to, to help other people understand them is, I think, also the ultimate goal here. Because, yeah, I think people are really stuck on what they've learned because I can relate to that. I can relate to being, you know, very opinionated and stubborn about things I think I know um and it's hard to it's hard to get away from that but once you free yourself from it it's incredible the things you can learn mm-hmm. it's unreal I can't believe how much my mind has 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 like opened up yeah. even in the last yeah. two weeks yeah 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 whereas I'm awesome I feel like I knew everything you know well, not everything but it's just you feel like you're in in the know and then you learn more <laughs> it's great it's a good thing it is, it is. But it's just the beginning, too. This is like, my God, this is this is not going to end overnight. This is well, it's multi. It's multifaceted, right? Like the yeah. In order to like, it's it's never ending work, and it's multifaceted, Mm -hmm. and we all need to do it, and and it evolves. It's listening, it's learning, it's being proactive, it's Mm -hmm. donating, it's reorganizing your workplace, it's reorganizing how much space you take up in this world, and checking yourself, Um, it's calling out. I think it's really important to call out stuff that you don't believe in or you believe is is racist and calling it out in really like quick and and assertive ways um i agree and yeah it's 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 time well it's, i've it's also long overdue i've talked to a couple women too who are also you know they've expressed um just expressed that they've noticed maybe that um the men in their lives are not as verbal about everything or share as much when it comes to this they're not sharing on social media as much as they might be, or just noticing a lot of women posting a lot of things. Um, that could also just be the algorithms of individual, like social media or what have you, but just um, just like noticing that and actually addressing it and talking, like mm. even just thinking to address that, to just say, hey, why? Mm-hmm. Like said, so this is someone who's close to you or a family member to just mm-hmm. be like, you know, what do you think your silence is, is saying? You know, it's mm. it's something to talk about right now a lot, like especially, but it's an it's gotta be ongoing at this point until things start really changing from <clears throat> God from the top down, which is weird. I mean, it's not gonna happen from the top down. It's gotta well, happen and, from the bottom up. Well and also uh, like just yesterday I read that the Commissioner of the RCMP in Canada is being asked to step down because she said that she didn't, she initially said that she wasn't quite sure she understood what systemic mm-hmm. racism meant. Yeah. Um, and it's like, 
it's so awesome that she got called out on it and is now being asked to resign. This is amazing. That's huge. Yes. Get because out. she amended that. She amended it a day later, you know? She was like, oh, no, yeah, there is. And then it was like, well, Too what did late. you learn overnight? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that. You don't say it. If you don't know it, you don't say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just learn before you speak. I, I mean, obviously, everyone's guilty of it. But, like, these people in powerful positions, my God. I just think they're invincible. And they're not anymore. That's what I feel like. It's so. Oh, <clears throat> fuck. They really aren't anymore. Accountability is all that people want. This all boils down to being accountable when it comes to police brutality towards any like people of color, indigenous, uh, black people of color. It, it, it really comes down to transparency, accountability and like restraints. Mm-hmm. Like get out of this power position that just continues to abuse people. Well, and rethinking, rethink, rethinking systems that we just took for took, took as normal. Yeah. Rethinking the police, rethinking prisons. Um, if you, like when you listen to this uh, prison podcast, it, you're, it's going to blow your mind. Like some of these people are in for nothing. Yeah. Like the three strikes rule <clears throat> in the States. You know, one guy's in there for 25 years uh, for stealing 20 bucks from a cash register. No, n- he is that? not, he is not, a, he is not, he's never been charged with any kind of uh, hurting any other person. Like he's not a violent person, but he was a drug addict. And so he was trying to steal 20 bucks to get some drugs and 25 years. Mm-hmm. And that was Bill Clinton, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, that was Clinton. And I think, yeah. Oh. The three strikes thing is a... <clears throat> I don't... Does that still exist? Yeah, I, I think that's so. I, don't, still... I don't know, actually. There's so much we need to learn. I know. I think that also, like, was associated with... Because that was in the, ni- the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Right? I, when was Clinton? Clinton was the early 90s, like, mid-early 90s. And that was, like, the LA riots were in the 90s. Mm. And, like, they were just trying to, like, hunkering down. And I don't know if that was a result of that or not. Or, yeah, I'd have to learn more about it, too. These are these are things that are now sort of, uh, you really need to learn where all of this power comes from. Mm-hmm. And how it got there. That's the mm-hmm. most, then that's why this dismantle or defund or every, like, reform the police is happening. Because the power structures are are keeping everyone oppressed and abusing the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a mess. What a but mess we, right. there's more people than police. There's more citizens than police. They're not protecting anyone, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I, I, I mean, there's only, for me, there's only... I just want to be optimistic and hopeful that like people will put their amazing minds together and come up with a better system eventually with a lot of public pressure, right? Which is happening right now, which is exactly what needed to happen a long time ago. Yeah. And finally some, some change is on its way and happen. Like not even on its way. It's happening. 
It's happening. It just has to be, I mean, it's going to take a while things actually be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. That's true. So but it's patience the kind of, is okay. Yeah. As long as, as long as people stay on top of it, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is like, this can't, these conversations have to just keep happening. We still have to keep talking to our, our family members, uh, people who, that we know are going to make us uncomfortable to have these conversations. It, they just have to happen mm-hmm. and continue to happen because yeah. even just now, how many, we mentioned three podcasts that could, can teach us wonder is like yeah. things that can just open our minds a little bit more <clears throat> to like, expanding our understanding and i think that's the biggest thing is we we even have this learned understanding that isn't totally correct at all so i also would like to um also recommend 1a the 1a podcast have you Mm -hmm. heard of that i haven't it's an npr news podcast That's really, really good. And I've been listening to it for the more kind of media literacy, media talk. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of really, really good stuff on it right now. Um, Like Monday's episode was what James Baldwin's work tells us about today's fight for racial justice. Um, On Thursday was across America and abroad symbols of white supremacy come down. On Wednesday was the power of police unions. Like it's, it's really good too. I love it. I think yeah. the daily is pretty on top of that kind of stuff too. Like yes. being really yes. current. Yes. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love if we could find more, even more current Canadian examples too. Canada land is doing some. Okay. Um, Sandy and Nora. Yeah. They're, 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 they're been voted the, well, right now they're ranked as the number two news podcast in Canada right now. That's great. Good. Um, <clears throat> those are like the current with Matt Galloway in Toronto on CBC. Really yep. good. Love the current. Um, those are my kind of Canadian ones. Okay. Well, yeah, let's just like put them ones. all in a, and I think we can link them all in our little blurb and whoever yeah. listens to this can, yeah. even if nobody listens to it, doesn't matter. It's there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to start archiving these things too. And we can learn, we can talk about these on podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we <can>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I should get my day going. All right. Yeah, we're at 35 minutes, yeah, so we're, we're good. 35 minutes is good. It's a good in-between. Um, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was really good to talk to you, Nicole. You too. I'll see you soon, I hope. And I'm giving you a virtual hug. <gasps> oh, thank you. Oh, my God. It feels Ooh. good. <laughs> That's how my mom and dad hug me on the phone, too. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Uh, I wish you a really great day and let's keep on uh, fighting the good fight. Yeah. Stay away from the bees. <laughs> the drones? <laughs> the bees. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Love you. Love you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.